welcome to the Birmingham Vineyard podcast. We hope you find it insightful and encouraging. If you want to find out more about us, why not check out our website, birminghamvineyard.com. Good morning. Hello, Southside. Uh, my name is Becky. Um, Jeff and I are the site pastors here. And unfortunately, this weekend, we both have come down with COVID. Um, so this is an unexpected recording for you, um, carrying on our Proverbs series. And today we're going to be talking about speech uh, and honesty. So why don't I just pray before we get started? Father God, we come to you knowing that you are in control, that you have a plan for every situation, that you love to speak to us through your word, wherever we are, and whatever's going on to us. Lord God, that you have wisdom for us and relationship with you at every moment, every juncture, everything we're struggling with. So Lord God, I pray for us at home this morning, wherever we're listening to this, for the team, Jesus, that are there at Southside this morning. Father, everyone who's opening your word together today, God, would you be with us and speak to us and help us and heal us and send us out to be a help and a healing and a blessing to everyone that we meet, God because of your wisdom and your kindness at work in us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so speech and honesty in Proverbs. There are about 40 or so Proverbs that talk about speech, like how we use our mouths, how we use our words, and what effect that might have on the people around us. And as we've been discovering in Proverbs, there are usually two ways to take things. You can either take the way of wisdom, walking towards God, or you can take the way of foolishness, moving away from God, and um, and then using our speech is part of that. So let's start with a couple of, start of a 10, opening proverbs, and then we'll get into some of the things that we see uh, from, from this, this these um, passages of the Bible. Proverbs 19 verse 1 says, better the poor whose walk is blameless than a fool whose lips are perverse. Proverbs 15 7 says, the lips of the wise spread knowledge, but the hearts of fools are not upright. So you see two things that kind of flavor the Proverbs on speech at this moment, okay? Two things from those two Proverbs. One is that there is a connection between wisdom and moral goodness, between wise speech and doing the right thing. And there's an opposite connection between foolishness, foolish speech and non-goodness. So injustice and violence, and that's unpacked as you go through the Proverbs. Now, the other thing is connected to that, that actually the reason for that is because what you speak comes out of who you are, doesn't it? It comes out of how you think, what you've allowed to go into yourself, what you've allowed to influence yourself comes out of your mouth. There's a connection between wise talking and being good and a connection between foolishness and not. And so... We live in a really interesting moment right now in this country, don't we, to talk about this topic. Sajid Javid, a member of our government, heard a pastor preaching on integrity in leadership, and then he felt like he needed to resign. And then 58 other people also resigned. And that's put us in this funny position where we now have a prime minister who's leaving office uh, and two other people trying to um, buy for control of his party. And that's been decided even by now. They're voting for a new prime minister, aren't they? Why has that happened? It's happened because actually, well, at least the stated reason is that someone in power went, oh, wait a minute. There hasn't been integrity. There hasn't been 
truthfulness and honesty in the way that we've acted. And so he's listened to something, he's thought about it, and actually it's changed something in him and that's come out of, out of him and, and it's come out and it's actually changed something in the world around him. Now, actually, what we're listening to and what we're thinking about should cause us to think the same questions that it caused Sajid Javid to think. Who is it that I'm listening to? What is it that I'm letting influence me? Are we careful about that? And it might be that what comes out of us is a good barometer. Now, what I'm not saying, okay, is that we need to kind of shut ourselves off and be a people that don't listen to anyone who's even a little bit violent or foolish or deceitful or crude or silly. <laughs> you, you can, we can get that, can't we, sometimes, especially in, in the church, we can get this like, okay, we need to barricade ourselves off and not listen to people. I think Christians are meant to be a listening people. Jesus is so good at sitting and listening to people. God wants us to understand people and move towards them in love and kindness and wisdom, because that's what he does. Proverbs 18.13 says, to answer before listening is folly and shame. Proverbs 17.28 says, even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. Listen more and think more. Sometimes wise speaking is actually not to speak at all, but to listen. But there's a difference between listening to what's going on around you and allowing that to influence you deeply without really thinking about it. So for me, this is about a balance. Okay, this is about a balance of Christian input and non-Christian input, about having really wise, thoughtful voices in my life, really wise, thoughtful friends. Some of you watching this or listening to the podcast will be those people who, um, I won't name you, that might be odd. Um, I might have pointed you out in person, but it feels a bit funny right here in my study. Um, but you're the people who say, say things to me that I need to hear when I need to hear them. And actually, I've, I've learned that I, if I don't try and cultivate friendships and try and look for people in my life and give them permission to say difficult things to me, then those difficult things don't get said. The people who say, Bex, this isn't very helpful for you, or this isn't going very well for you. If I don't have those people, um, if I don't have those people speaking into my life, it's very difficult. But that doesn't mean I don't have anyone who ever says anything foolish or silly to me in my life either and it doesn't mean that fun isn't a good idea either so we get to choose who we listen to in an influencing way because we want to speak wisely another interesting thing that we find in the proverbs is that when we do follow wisdom and we try and go towards God who is full of moral goodness and wisdom and uprightness when we try and be more like him Actually, our hearts and our, our thoughts will change and become more like his thoughts. But what we're not meant to do, which the church again often gets accused of doing, is using that goodness and that wisdom as a stick to beat other people with. We're actually supposed to be a blessing. Proverbs 10, 20 says that the tongue of the righteous is choice silver, but the heart of the wicked is of little value. The lips of the righteous nourish many, but fools die for lack of sense. What are you called to do? with your growing goodness, with your growing wisdom? What are you called to do? Are you called to nourish yourself or to nourish other people? Are you called to be a blessing to yourself and build up your own value? Or are you called to value other people? See, this is the path that Jesus takes, is a path of emptying himself of everything that he had and coming to bless others with it. 
that's the story of God acting in the world. God doesn't need to act in the world. He chooses to, and he chooses actually to take some risk and to struggle and to make himself less in order to come towards us. And that's exactly what we're called to do as we become more wise and more good, as we help ourselves become more of who God is, we get to act more like him as well. Your goodness, your wisdom as a follower of Jesus, as you follow the path of wisdom and try and listen well and think well and speak well, should actually have a blessing effect on the people around you. Proverbs 11, 11. Through the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked, it is destroyed. You have the ability to exalt and bless your city and everyone around you by your speech if you choose to practice wisdom and choose to grow in goodness. You're not called to be perfect straight away, just called to grow. So there are a couple of categories of foolish speech in Proverbs that I would like to just have a look at because I think I get to this point in anything I'm preaching or teaching or thinking about and I think, okay, that sounds great. How do I do that? What does that actually look like in practice? You're telling me I need to be morally good and wise and helpful, um, but what does that look like? Okay, Proverbs, as we found through our series, is quite specific actually, um, and really, really helpful in practical ways about how we might wanna speak or how we might wanna act, um, knowing that these things are true. So Proverbs uses the words, translated into English as slander or gossip, um, to talk about one aspect of unhelpful or unwise speech. Now, uh, honestly, we're probably all aware that dishonesty is wrong, aren't we? Probably, probably if I was there with you this morning, um, I wouldn't have people going, I'm sorry, actually, lying is great. Like telling lies about other people, that's just wonderful, makes the world work brilliantly, I'm going to keep doing that. Most of us, know that that isn't right um, and when people are caught out and actually it's a criminal offence in this country isn't it to do that now so I might not be going home going well I do do a lot of slandering I should I should probably carry on that on that's a great idea but do we carefully fact check everything we share about somebody online or in person are we as kind as we can possibly be with every human that crosses our path, whether they're in the room or not. Our world isn't, is it? That's not how it's set up to be. That's not what our media often lives and feeds itself on. We might um, see how that creates a, a very difficult, unhealthy level of community, maybe at work. If um, we have a culture of saying <laughs> untrue negative things about each other, but also actually if we say true negative things about each other, I don't know if you've ever been in a workplace like this where people will sort of um, out each other for doing the wrong thing, where if, if uh, someone on your team makes a mistake, uh, I don't know if you've, ever, if you've ever had this happen to you, I've had this happen to me, um, where someone who's leading your team has, something's gone wrong and someone who's leading your team has gone, oh, it's her fault. <laughs> and you're there like, uh, it was, um, and I will never do it again. Now, the reason for that might have been that person wanted to justify themselves and, and take, take the heat off of them. But actually what happens for that, for that junior person, but also for the whole team and the whole workforce is that it's not okay to make a mistake. It's not okay to make a mistake. It makes it very unsafe. Now, I think we're called to be a bit different to that. I think we're called to be the kind of um, team leader or family member or 
church member or church leader even who says, okay, actually, I'll take responsibility for that. Um, when someone says this went wrong, you say, well, I know, I'm really sorry. And we protect anyone else who was involved. Now, we might go back to them later and say, okay, how do, how do we work that out? Maybe that, maybe that was your fault in the beginning. How can we sort that out? But we do that in a really loving, gracious way to that person. And what we do then is we create a culture where, yes, mistakes happen and, and we don't try and keep making them, but we have this culture of safety and truthfulness and kindness, actually, that might mean that, that we don't gossip about each other in a negative way in a group. Proverbs 16, 28 says, a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. So there's something that happens when we gossip about people. And again, it might be that it's negative, but it might also, um, it might be that it's untrue, but it might also be that it is actually true that someone did a really unkind thing to us. I find that people will say things, I don't know if you find this, they'll say things about others in private groups that they would never say to that person's face. They say things in private groups or private moments that they would never say to that person's face, true or not. Now, I have a friend who was working at a restaurant in Chicago and um, he was cleaning out the meat smokers, which are basically these, well, they're machines to smoke meat. You do it by creating a controlled fire in the smoker and then closing it down. Um, and then it just kind of burns itself out and cleans it out. Now, the fumes go out somewhere. You've got a good ventilation system. Okay, it's a professional kitchen. So the fumes go outside um, and, and just, just get dissipated somewhere. That's the idea. Now, my friend, again, he, he set these fires and he was in the kitchen. The kitchen was absolutely fine. No smoke at all, no problems. It was venting perfectly. But he popped outside. They popped outside and um, they had stopped all the traffic in the intersection in downtown Chicago, where their restaurant was. Like all of the cars, all of the people, no one could go anywhere. The whole place was full of smoke, full of smoke. And actually what he had to do, the fire service were there, the police were there, what he had to do, they had to go back inside and they had to put out the fire in the smoker. Now, we are not cooking systems, okay? We are not, we also need to put out the fires, not just allow the negativity to grow and to go out into the world around us. Now, I'm, what I'm not saying is, or what I don't want you to go home with is, I went to church this morning and they told me to repress everything. <laughs> okay, that is not healthy. What I am saying is that we need to deal with those little fires. We need to if we have a problem with somebody or someone's genuinely done something that hurts us or we think they might have done and we need to talk to them about it, we need to go back to where that happened to the person that did it and talk about it and work it through. Now, it's possible that sometimes we can't do that and we need some help. So it might be that we do need to go and talk to someone else. Maybe we can keep that person anonymous. And maybe we can't. Maybe we do need to just one or two wise people, not everybody, but one or two wise people. We need to get them to come and help with that to mediate the problem. And it might be that actually someone has done something so damaging that we need to tell the police or social services or a safeguarding person. Now, we want to be doing that as church as well. We don't just pretend everything's fine or have to sort it out interpersonally because of some odd um, theology around that. We don't do that. But most of the time. We can, with maybe with a little help, go and talk to that person and solve that 
relationship. Actually, that's what God is about, isn't it? That's the reason he comes out of where he is towards us is because he wants to reconcile with us. He wants to bring us together, not push us apart. But again, if what we do is we create spaces of negativity and betrayal of trust and betrayal of confidence, and we talk negatively about each other behind each other's backs, we create this culture. We might feel like it makes us feel a bit better for a while, but actually we create this culture that's really negative and difficult. So we don't want to gossip or slander. Um, we want to be kind, but we also want to be honest. Um, the other thing that uh, Proverbs talks about quite a bit as a negative way to speak is flattery. Now, flattery is saying nice things about somebody that are maybe untrue. And they might be partly true. They might be completely true, but, you know, with some stuff that we didn't say as well on the side. Um, and often flattery is said for personal gain. Proverbs 28, 23 says, whoever rebukes a person will in the end gain favor rather than one who has a flattering tongue. When we try and encourage or celebrate or bless somebody, which are all wonderful things to do, wonderful, encouraging, brilliant, Jesus-filled things to do. When we try and do that by telling someone that something that's not true um, or by only telling them a half truth and holding back the uncomfortable side of it, actually, we're not really helping them at all, are we? We might think we are, but actually loving discipline is seen as a really helpful thing in Proverbs. Proverbs 25, 15 says, through patience, a ruler can be persuaded and a gentle tongue can break a bone. There's an invitation to speak truth at the right moment to help individuals and communities. If we want to see growth and change and healing, which is what I think we were put on this earth to see, if we want to see that in those people that we love and the people around us, then we need to be okay to sometimes have tough conversations, don't we? A gentle, truthful word to the right person in the right moment can make them become wiser and happier and better, can't it? Because it brings them on this wise path to God as well. So we listen, we think, we're kind and we're honest as well. We have to do all of those actually before we do the final one, don't we? You might have heard speaking the truth in love in the New Testament. Love isn't a smile or a nice feeling. It's not a quick cursory conversation. It's this creation of a well-trodden and trustworthy space where people are listened to, where they're thought about, where they're genuinely cared for, where people have been kind and gentle to them and built up trust. And actually, it's only in that space that honesty can be received. It's only in that space that we can have difficult conversations. When I said I'd cultivated some friendships where I, I, I genuinely ask for can you tell me about how you how this makes you feel or catch me when I'm doing something that isn't helpful for me or for you like we're not here to try and offend each other we're here to try and help each other but in order to do that we need to cultivate these spaces of kindness and gentleness where honesty can flourish so there are two things I think that we can do as a worshiping group of people as people trying to follow Jesus to be able to speak more along the lines of wisdom and goodness that God wants us to do from Proverbs and they are to watch, watch and think about what goes into our hearts and what goes into our mouths. That means listening to the people around us, listening to what's on the radio and what's in the news and what's on the TV and what's in the newspaper and what's coming out of everything around us. And then to think about it 
deeply and to run it through the filter of who God is and how much he loves us and what wisdom is. Okay, and to do that and to create understanding out of that and to make sure that the only things that influence us are positive things that make us better and more wise people. So to do that, to watch what goes into us influences us and then also in church, but also outside church in our families and workplaces, we want to cultivate these spaces of gentleness and kindness where honest friendship can happen and where we can speak goodness and healing over one another. Listen more, think more, be kind and be honest. This is the way that God would love us to wisely and kindly speak to each other and to bring our world closer to the wisdom and goodness that he has for us. I hope this has been a blessing. Um, bless you all. And uh, I'll hand over to you. Uh, I was leaving the service now. We hope you enjoyed the talk and found it helpful. Why not come along and visit us? We gather at three services across two sites on a Sunday and meet during the week in small groups across the city. More information on both of these can be found on our website. Thanks for listening and God bless.